and welcome to the Data Rockstars Coffee Pod with me, Kelly Peters, and my guest today, uh, Neil Partridge. Hello, Kelly. Good morning. Uh, thank you for joining me again on the <laughs> excellent on episode. I think we're on episode twelve now. So uh, fun times. And today I want to talk about cars and data. Uh, as you just mentioned to me, we're both BMW drivers. Uh, we're both passionate about data and data protection. So it sounds like it's going to be quite a fun subject I hope to talk about. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about this is I saw an article about a big breach earlier this week in the news that said that uh, large volumes of information from BMW drivers had been made available on the dark web and we're talking about thousands of uh, individual customers information including email addresses and location information, contact details, primarily because of weak databases and, and we've talked about security of systems for quite some time but the breach itself is not really what I want to focus on today it was more the types of information that a car can collect and uh, yeah so that was what I wanted to, to cover and I really wanted to start off with dash cams and I know that um, in today's world a lot of us are now using technology one maybe because our insurance provider is telling us that we have to have a dash cam so if we're in an accident they can use the information or it's for our own security purposes or actually as a business you have van drivers or car drivers acting on your behalf and part of your policy is to now record that. I don't know if you've seen any of your clients or people that you know suddenly starting to use dash cams a lot in your in the cars Neil? it's well i've got various cameras in my cars so in actual fact i am in that category um, and it is for it's for insurance fraud or if you like not insurance fraud but to protect me in the event of a claim or somebody claiming one thing against the other but i am also i do know of um, several companies that are fitting not only cameras but also gps trackers to their vehicles and they are being monitored. I mean, that's something we might want to explore yeah. in a bit more detail. But I would also say, whilst things like, I mean, GPS, which is linked to satellite navigation systems, even the ones that are actually tracking you even when you're not using the satellite navigation function, but also things like there are, there are SIM cards or the equivalent of SIM cards and chips in cars that have been there for years. And this is actually before SatNav came out in most cards. Most cars have had chips recording things like, in some cars, G-forces, or recording things like speed or yeah. reps per minute. Indeed, insurance companies have been using these linked to GPS or black boxes for young drivers for a while as well. But yeah. in actual fact, your car has been recording data about you for a very long time, which if you like would, if you were the sort of person who accelerated hard, broke hard, had lots of G-force activity, yeah. rev the engine a lot, um, it may well be that your garage, who the guys who plug into to the um, the annual servicing and checks on your car know a little bit about your driving habits that perhaps you don't realise. Yeah, and I think the um, interesting thing about dash cams that you mentioned, and I'll talk about the other data uh, in a second because you've raised some really interesting points, is if you're, there's a line between the domestic exempt exemption under the data protection law and what would then be covered come into the actual gdpr and, and data protection law so for me i think if you're just using a dash cam because 
for personal use and you don't think data protection applies to you, I would just suggest that whilst your insurance provider is suggesting that you um, have that recording, if you suddenly see something uh, on the roads that you feel is a little bit inappropriate um, and you're capturing imagery or personal data and then you upload that to a social media platform and you've put no privacy restrictions on it, so it's then open to everybody on the internet via that social media platform, it then does come into the realm of GDPR because it's no longer for domestic use. So I think that's something that's interesting. However, if you're a business that has uh, car users, like taxi drivers or delivery drivers, or however they use their car and they've got a dash cam, are you telling people that you are recording internal as well as external imagery and personal data because that is a requirement and so the transparency element is really important and I know when I'm in the car not that I've been in the car a lot during COVID that you do see on the back of vans CCTV is in use and I know the information commissioner issued guidance about two years ago saying to taxi firms if you're recording internal imagery you need to tell the passenger that you're doing that and why you're doing that and I suppose from the, the examples that you've talked about Neil the people that you know that use it for business purposes are that do you think they're being transparent and telling people through privacy policies that this is happening this is an easy one Kelly 99.9% the answer is no they're not um, it's I can be really quite unequivocal about that when I do know of businesses if we're talking about cameras for instance there's taxi drivers or and others uh, people who've got cameras fitted in for business purposes or because their employer insists on putting one in for business purposes. I have spoken to various people who drive for a living and they were not consulted. They accept that perhaps for a taxi driver, it may be for their personal safety. And indeed, we've all seen the videos on the internet of where a, a taxi drivers have actually been filmed, they've been attacked, and mm. the police have used that evidence. Um, mm. So there's a positive outcome there. But there's also the element of, okay, so having had that video in the taxi or that video in the van, have you got anything in place to tell your employees to what their rights are? Also, and the answer, I have to say, Kelly, most of the time is no, they haven't. Have you warned people who are getting into the vehicle, uh, including how long are you going to keep that data? So it asked you a question. No, the, the vast the experience of my experience of that is no, they haven't. And of course, the same goes for GPS tracking, which is a slightly different story. Yeah. And I think on the... Um... The point about retention, I think, is a good one because some people just set their dash cams to a record over after 30 days. But I think if from a company uh, perspective, you need to tell people that's that whatever the retention period is that you're adhering to. But also, if your vehicle is involved in an accident, you may be asked by the police authorities to share that information as part of their criminal investigation. And that is lawful, as long as they can stipulate the right legal framework. However, third parties that are not the police may also want access to that record. Um, and you have to think really long and hard because if there's not a legal justification for it, legitimate interest won't be the right one. So moving on, because I think we could talk about dash cams for 15 minutes. Um, I wanted now to talk about the car itself and the data because you talked about what the garage knows about you. So yes. I want to pose two situations. One, a rental car or it's a business car for business use that you've been given and it's a perk, which is great. But you've connected your uh, device because why wouldn't you to the car? And now your car knows all your addresses all your friends and email addresses and telephone numbers the same could be if you're going for a test drive you're like yeah i'll just connect my phone do you ever consider deleting the information that you've connected to that car because that car is storing that information so i wondered if that's anything you've ever considered um, <laughs> it's just automatic that oh yeah i'll connect my my device and you don't think about what happens next i've been very careful about not doing that but i've certainly had higher cars 
where I have come across people's information. I even came across someone who's who had actually named somebody in the hard drive of the car, Squidgy Widgy. Um, <laughs> I've no idea who Squidgy Widgy was, but there it was. And I could have called Squidgy Widgy and <laughs> asked the <if> I could <laughs> that name. But there's, there's other things there as well, because of course, when you, if you rent a car or you borrow a car or you're given the car by a garage when your car's in for a service, yeah. it also keeps sat-nav data. And nowadays I've actually come across cars that are connected with Google and other map systems. And in actual fact, if you've used, if you've connected it through CarPlay, it actually retains where you've been. So the next person who borrows the car can see where you've been. Let's hope you haven't named that person. Uh, in there. But just touching on that, there's another form of data that we see uh, involved in the transfer of cars. When we test drive cars, uh, quite often we're asked to provide our personal details. Yes. I was speaking to a colleague recently who had test driven a car, he'd gone electric, he'd gone all very um, eco-friendly, got an electric car, and he'd been to a car dealer and he had to hand over his driver's license and passport, get copies of those. So having talked to me first, he had a little bit of an inkling about this data protection thing. <laughs> and so he said to the car dealer, what are you going to do with this? And he said, well, we need your driver's license in case you run a red light. So my friend yeah. said, well, OK, you'll you'll keep that for how many days? And the car dealer said, well, in actual fact, we've got a draw with three years worth in. And we don't. Ooh, wow. The hidden, the hidden repositories of data. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose that's quite interesting because you talked about location information as well. So not... So you're taking a car and you run a red light and so you've got the, the dealership's got your details but also the dealer will know uh, the dealer that sounds really kind of criminal knows where you're at and i wonder have you ever faced situations where an employer has given a car to an employee for them to use and they have permitted them to use that car outside of work time and they have gone further afield or they have uh, done something where there's there's somewhere where they shouldn't be has there been ever cases where you know businesses are questioning location of a member of staff oh, and the reason I say it because I get a food delivery once a week and I get a message to say your delivery driver is five stops away I like that but it is kind of like oh I can actually follow the driver at least 15 minutes before he arrives at my house yes I mean yes I can give you two examples of that I and mean, there is also a useful side there of course because yeah. some I mean, I think uh, one or two cab companies are now saying, for instance, you can track your husband or wife when they're on the way home to make sure they're safe. Um, but no, I've come across two situations like that where distance and, and location could have revealed something quite mm -hmm. alarming and, in fact, possibly criminal. I hear all kinds of things, but for instance, one was a, uh, a van driver. The company had attached a GPS tracker to that vehicle. They hadn't told the van driver. But anyway, there was a uh, police notice for speeding. And of course, the van driver said no i wasn't speeding but when they looked at his gps settings so he went from a to b at a certain mm -hmm. time within a certain amount of time he had clearly been speeding and the gps tracker revealed that but the other one was where um, i know of a van driver who was allowed i knew of somebody who knew a van driver who was allowed to use their van overnight for x amount of miles of personal mileage a night it was a perk mm -hmm. of the job uh, the idea being is that they need to have the van at home to start work early the following day Unfortunately, he, this particular van driver knew one or two unsavoury characters. The GPS tracker revealed that uh, criminal characters and uh, with criminal convictions. This particular van driver had actually spent the night um, at this particular 
bed of uh, or den of iniquity, shall we say, <laughs> where it shouldn't have been. Yeah. And of course, if there were potentially there could have been criminal wrongdoing taking place at that address that night, and the GPS tracker would have placed him at that address that night. I suppose not wanting to delve too much into that situation, because I'm sure people would have um, comments. It's the where you've placed a GPS on a car that your employees are going to use, and you've not told them is not being transparent. So certainly be transparent and make your staff aware if they then do things that are outside of the guidelines then you can obviously take potentially take action against them now i'm conscious that we're almost running out of time and i just wanted to touch on one final uh, subject about how um data can also be used because you touched on it nicely about data being used for good so kids today when they've passed their driving license are highly they are in the highest statistic of being in a car crash because they are speedier they're a newer driver on the road and there are more accidents attributed to young drivers than older drivers so insurance companies have now put black boxes in in cars to be able to monitor that type of speed and to prevent them going too fast so it's use it's good to know that not only do data and cars can be used for monitoring purposes it obviously stores information about you but it can be used to your benefit so that you know your insurance premium doesn't go through the roof, which I think is quite a good thing. This is true, Kelly. But again, as you've alluded to, it's about transparency. You have to be absolutely clear. And also, who are you going to share that data with? Bearing in mind that insurers talk to insurers. And could that that material be used for a, a criminal or civil prosecution um, against you or, or supporting you in the future? How transparent is that? Yeah. So I think it's in today's world is a, a way of being able to draw the podcast to a close is that in today's world where we're connected to so much, just be mindful of that connection. And if you are buying a new car, don't automatically attach a device because it might be downloading information. If you're going to you have your staff have cars, make sure they are absolutely aware of the use of the data. And if you're thinking that you're an individual using your car for private matters and you suddenly upload something to a social uh, network, just be mindful that you may end up actually falling within the remits of data protection if you suddenly expose something to the external uh, world outside of just your friend network. So that's gone really quick, Neil. It has. Yeah, fun conversation. I hope we can invite you back again um, for another chat because uh, I always enjoy them. Um, so I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you. If anyone has any questions or they want to challenge anything that Neil and I have said on this podcast, email us at coffee at dbxuk.com. I hope you've enjoyed uh, today's session and it's been enlightening. I hope that you all listen again to future podcasts. So thank you very much and thank you, Neil. Thank you.